Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 119 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking about using Instagram stories to promote your services with Abby Jew and Lisa Ziesing of Abby Jew Photography. I was really excited about this episode because I have watched their Instagram stories for a while now, and I love the way that they approach it. And so we are talking all about how they got started with Instagram stories. They also share tips about showing up in front of the camera and figuring out what kind of content you should be sharing, as well as getting more engagement on your stories. They share about how they are engaging with both wedding clients, potential brides, future brides, and those in the wedding industry all in one place. Abby Jew has had a passion for gorgeous imagery and creating art since before she can remember, but in 2009, she picked up a camera and hasn't put it down since. Her style is the best of both worlds, using film and digital cameras alike to catch stolen glances, fits of laughter, and heartfelt emotions sprinkled among the ever-important beautiful details that make each wedding day unique. She loves having the opportunity to get to know her brides and grooms and uses these relationships and her decade plus of experience to capture precious moments in an intentional way. When she's not behind the camera, Abby fills her time with her supportive husband, Jamie, their lovable bulldog, Penelope, and the sweet son, Cooper, who, like her, is always taking in the world around him. Abby loves DC, but also revels in traveling abroad, finds relaxation in the form of eating something sweet while watching TV on the couch, and has a great appreciation for interior design and fashion. Lisa Ziesing has loved wedding photography long before she became the one creating it. She has been shooting film since her high school days on the yearbook staff and hasn't stopped since. She's in love with the details, getting to know the couple's stories, and getting challenged to take her work to a new heights by the people she gets to collaborate with. When it isn't a wedding day, Lisa is most likely taking her high-energy Britney Pup Peaches for another walk, being an amateur food critic with her boyfriend Alex as they debate the merits of various Neapolitan pizza spots around town, and tending to an ever-growing collection of plants taking over her living room. Established in 2009, Abby Jew Photography began with just Abby behind the lens. Five years later, Lisa joined her, expanding the team and the scope of weddings and events they cover. Over the years, Abby and Lisa have jointly documented dozens of weddings and traveled together for destination jobs as near as New York City and as far as Ireland and Portugal. They also spend plenty of time together in their stylish Northern Virginia office. Even though they shoot individually too, the bond they form is undeniable. This foundation makes them solid partners in business, but also great friends. Perhaps it's the astrological cards, Abby's a Scorpio and Lisa's a Cancer, or maybe it's just that they can anticipate each other's needs seamlessly, work off each other's energy, and share a passion for film photography and documenting special moments. Not to mention, they are both always up for ordering dessert. Working with them, you might think they share a brain because somehow they communicate without even speaking. With their shared years of expertise and organized methods, this duo makes working with Abby Jew Photography a sincerely enjoyable experience from both their perspective and that of their clients. They have been published in multiple places, both separately and together, and 
they are really great at working with their clients. So I am excited to bring you guys this episode. If you enjoy it, I'd love if you leave a rating and a review on iTunes so that we can bring more guests on the show. And make sure to follow them on Instagram and check out their stories as you're planning out how you want to approach this in your own business. Hi, Abby and Lisa. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here today. So I talked about your business and introduced you guys at the beginning of the show, but I'd love if you could tell us just a little bit more about who you are, where you're located, and what it is that you do. Yes, totally. So I started Abby G Photography 10 years ago, and we are based in D.C. and travel all over the world. As far as photography and our clients, we are in the luxury market. So our typical and ideal bride is one that has a designer dress that fits to a tee, and they have a reception that is designed that their guests walk in and their jaws drop to the floor. Um, so those are the weddings that we're shooting every weekend, and we love it. And five years into the business, I realized I was getting very busy and turning down a lot of weddings because I was either booked or I was too expensive. And about the same time, Lisa Zsing started to assist me. And I realized there was an opportunity to bring her on as an associate. Yeah. So I started with Abby, like she said, five years ago. Um, I cold emailed her and asked her, you know, can I help you with anything? Can I learn from you? What can we do? And so we went out to coffee and she was like, well, if I ever need a third person, I'll call you. And I was like, oh, she's never going to call me, but it was a great coffee. And so then what happened is she did need someone last minute and I was there in a pinch for 30 minutes total for the whole day. And it was just a match made in heaven from there on. Um, and so now we work together in the office every day. Um, we are kind of a partnership over here at Abbey G Photography. I am now photographing weddings on my own. I do about 20 a year. Um, and we're constantly collaborating, uh, whether it be about our own weddings or even just Instagram stories. Awesome. I love that you guys met and started collaborating from a cold email. I feel like most of us are way too nervous to do that. <laughs> I know Lisa, when I first met her, was really shy. So I think it was really putting her outside the comfort zone. But obviously, you can tell she was hungry. And so it was worth it. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're talking specifically about using Instagram stories, which you guys have started doing a lot in your business. So I'd love for you to tell us why you decided to make Instagram stories in particular part of your social media plan. Yes. So we were, we've obviously been in the grid for a while and we kind of were doing stories, but we realized we really wanted to get serious about it because as there being two of us and the handle being at Abby Jew, people didn't really know Lisa very well. And she's such an integral part of the business. And we were told, Hey, maybe you should get in front of the camera and do some Instagram stories. So that's what it started out as. That was the reason. And it's turned into so much more in the fact that it's really resonated with the people that follow us. We're able to get our personalities out there more, which in such a saturated market really helps. And so it's been such a good thing, just that one thing of showing Lisa more, and it's turned into even more than that. 
So how did you guys get started then with showing up on camera? Was it just jumping into doing video or did you have kind of a plan for what you wanted to start showing? Yeah. So our plan was basically let's show people who we are. Let's show our faces. And at first it was really intimidating and we were scared and like overthinking everything, but we had each other to push each other to you know, tell us, Hey, you have to do this. We talked about doing it today. We scheduled it out. And so just holding each other accountable really helped. But like Abby said, from the beginning, the reason we wanted to do this was so that we could show everybody that there were two of us, um, under the company name and and everyone just to get to know us. Yeah. So what did you guys do to get over that fear of being on camera? And do you have any tips for people who know that they might want to start doing stories, but are really nervous about doing it. So one I totally understand that people are hesitant to get in front of the camera and we we're totally like that too. And we've been talking about Instagram stories and the importance of getting in front of the camera for some time now. And people always tell us, you know, they're super intimidated and they're nervous about it. But the good thing is, is that you can record it. And then if you don't like it, you can re-record it. So I think that's something just to you know, have peace in that it's not something that's like this live video that's going out there. Um, It is something you can control. So the first thing to do would be to come up with some kind of topic that you want to talk about, whether it be like your day or you want to tell your followers about this something behind the scenes or anything like that. Just coming up with an idea that you feel that's compelling and then talking about it in front of the camera. And really the second thing is to have someone hold you accountable, whether it's it's, you know, your husband or your friend and just say, Hey, like just kind of like a workout buddy. Like I told myself I'm going to post today and I'm be on stories. So make sure that I do it. Right. So how did you guys figure out what kinds of content you wanted to share? Cause we see a lot of different types of stories out there and I'd love to know how you guys picked specifically like what you were going to share and kind of maybe what those buckets look like. Yeah. So at the very beginning, we realized that we should come up with a few themes. That way we weren't constantly figuring out like, oh my God, what do I talk about on Instagram stories today? So we tell people, think about three to five themes that are going to be helpful for you to always just go back to. One, because it's less for you to think about on a daily basis, but two, people love consistency. So um, one of the first things we ever thought about was talking about things behind the scenes for our company because it's going to help create value for our brand. Um, and also people love seeing all the behind the scenes things where, whether it's like from a wedding day that we're photographing or stuff that we're working on in the office, but yeah, always think about those three to five things that you can talk about for that consistency, but also that relates back to your brand, um, things you think people are going to be interested in, but also think about, you know, if you put it out there and it doesn't get too many DMS back, maybe it's not the right fit. So it's a little bit of trial and error on that part too. Yeah, and we recommend the themes being both personal and business. And um, if you can think about some personal things that also coincide with your dream clients, then that's something that could be a good topic. So for us, like for example, we, uh, (laughs) it's so funny, but 
well, Lisa's plants do really well <laughs> when we post about it. Um, and so that's something so random. It's obviously something very easy for her to post because they're there and you don't have to put makeup on or anything like that. You just <laughs> post them about them growing or watering or questions. And we kind of did that on a whim and she posted about it and we got so many DMs that became something that we decided to post regularly. So that's something. Another thing is we both have dogs and a lot of our clients may have dogs too. So that's something easy to post as well. So those are two personal things that we found were easy to post that it could be a consistent thing. And also they coincided with our dream clients interest as well. All right. So what do you do, Abby? I know you have a son. So how do you approach sharing about him on Instagram stories? Yeah, I think this is something so personal that everyone decides. And for me, I love my son and I have pictures of him all over my phone, but I don't post a ton about him on Instagram or Instagram stories just because I know for our target market, it is weddings and it's brides and not kids. We're not kids photographers primarily. We're primarily weddings. So I do post about him every now and then. I don't want to hide him or like I want people to know that he's a part of my life. But it's just kind of, you know, whatever you're showing, people are going to attribute that with you. Even if it's like my son is 80% of my day that day, I I don't want that to be 80% of my stories because I want it to be more about work and that's what the Instagram's for. So I do post him every now and then, but he's not part of something we post regularly. Okay. So do you guys have then like separate Instagram accounts for family and friends or do you do it all under the business and kind of the other stuff just doesn't get shared? Yeah. I mean, so under at Abby Jew, that's mostly business. We like to mix in personal so people can get to know us. But as far as like pictures I share of Cooper, I really just text them to my parents or um, my in-laws or we have a shared stream of photos. And that's, I found the best way. And that makes me happy. And that makes the grandparents happy. And that's like the best way for us. So yeah, no, we, we don't have personal Instagram accounts. We're kind of just sharing our brand and our personal on one. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I like that because I feel like a lot of us, and I know I do this now that I have our son, I'm always trying to balance like sharing for friends and family and then sharing for clients and figuring out what that's going to look like. So, you know, it sounds like you guys have found a really good way to do that and really make it about the business, but include the personal stuff every now and then. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we spent so much time building the Instagram and the following and it was based on weddings. So even after I had my son, I didn't want to make him a primary part of the account. Okay. So how do you guys do behind the scenes, especially on a wedding day? They're really busy and there's a lot going on. So how do you make sure that you're actually sharing that as opposed to forgetting about it and going, oh, I don't have any pictures later when you look back on the day. Yeah. So I feel like the key to doing any Instagram story is scheduling, whether it be throughout the week or on the wedding day itself. So I'm looking at my timelines on the wedding day and thinking, okay, well, I'm going to be in transportation for about 15 minutes here. So that's going to give me an opportunity to post like the first five slides or something. Um, But you really have to make it a part of your workflow. So whether for us as photographers, like I've got, you know, both cameras out plus my iPhone and I know I've got to pull the iPhone out to take that picture so I can 
can put it on Instagram stories later. So just making it a part of our workflow. And it's like anything else. It's an integral part of our brand and our company. So we have to put it up there. I have no choice. (laughs) Yeah. So we've been doing it so much now that I feel like it's just something that comes as second age. You're like, okay, we got to get this photo, this photo. Then I think it's going to do really well on the phone. Um, So I'll take it on the phone as well. And another thing that we love and that a lot of people use here in the DC area, it's a phone case and it's, uh, it's by this company called Bandolier. And it is a phone, it basically like makes your phone, your purse, like you carry it on your hip. Yeah. Like it makes your phone into a crossbody purse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's always on my body and I can just pull it over to the side and immediately take the photo. So it's as quick as I can do it. Yeah. So you're not searching in your pockets or in a bag. Um, and it literally is, it makes it the easiest way possible. So we, we give that tip to anyone who wants to make it a part of the wedding day is to make your phone easily accessible. And this strap thing is, is amazing. Yeah. That does sound like so much easier than digging through a bag or having to have pockets so that you have it on you. Yeah. Cause you want to get it, but you don't want to make the client frustrated because it's taking a little bit more time. So the, the least amount of time possible um, is better. And that's what that strap helps us do. Yeah. Do you find that your clients like on a wedding day are excited to be shared on Instagram stories? Do they not really notice? How does that work? Yeah, I think our clients love it. And I think that there are different types of clients and maybe some that don't. We, you know, being in DC, we have some people that might have jobs that have security clearance. So we definitely wouldn't post them or very respectful of any people's wishes. But I, we have found overall that they love seeing it. And that's usually how they have found us. I mean, it's such a good way for them to connect with us. And we're showing pictures of the clients. We're showing videos of how we're directing them. We're showing behind the scenes of how we set up a shot. So it really gives this really in-depth look of how we work. And people are really getting to know us in an easy way that we can integrate and it just helps us overall that when people inquire, they already feel a connection. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this, but do you guys have other tips for creating content that resonates with your dream clients that you're trying to work with and that are following you on Instagram? I think, I mean, it really is pretty simple about just going back to the, to those three to five themes of picking them out and just coming up with some that you think are easy, that you can consistently do, and then also some that coincide with your ideal client. So really nothing more than that, but because it's such a simple thing to do and to write it out. And then I think that people really like it because like, like Lisa said, people like consistency and following through. Just like if you watch, start watching like a cheesy movie and you need to know it by the end if the guy and the girl get together, you want to see the resolution, want to see it followed through. And that's what those scenes do is people become invested in your plants or your dogs or how you do weddings and then they tune in to see it over and over because they like that consistency. When was the last time you checked to make sure your website was healthy? The only way to know if your website is serving your business and working correctly is to make maintenance a regular part of your to-do list. I've created a maintenance guide at lemonandthesea.com slash maintenance 
that will help you get a picture of how your website is performing, what's working and what isn't, and the things you can work on improving so that you can continue to show off your expertise and bring in more dream clients. Inside, you'll learn why website maintenance isn't something to put off until next week, 15 tasks you should be doing on a regular basis to maintain your website, and the tasks you need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com maintenance. Do you guys find that you're mostly speaking to like potential clients or current clients that haven't had their wedding yet or past clients? How does that balance seem like it falls? Yeah, I feel like the people that are invested or following us on Instagram are potential clients, current clients, past clients, and everybody in the wedding industry. So everyone, even if they're not vocally like DMing us, they're watching. So we we are like aware and trying to think about all the people that we might be talking to always. Okay. And you guys have an education portion of your business. So is that all included on this same account as well? Yes, we um, we like to keep it simple and we don't want to run most full accounts. So it is all under at Abby Jew. And that's where some of the times we will give tips on what we've learned, like what's been successful as photographers or business people. So that's um, part of, I guess, would fall under the theme behind the scenes is just showing more about our business. And then through that, uh, people have contacted us to uh, mentor them and give them help on certain some things that we have done that we have found successful. Do you find that having kind of those different parts of your business that you're sharing that people will list, watch one part and not others, or do your wedding clients still seem like they're interested in those behind the scenes and how you do things? I think the wedding clients are interested in some of the things like behind the scenes, like, you know, how we set up a shot and what we're doing to prepare for the wedding day. But if it's getting something more in depth about how to, I don't know. Actually, I feel like it all is kind of helpful. Like one of our other things is, is getting published. We've been lucky enough to really study the art of getting published. And we talk about that a lot. So obviously that's helpful to people in the wedding industry. But if we have a bride that we're working with and their wedding is in six to 12 months and they want to get published too, they would find that helpful as well of what we're talking about. So I think it depends on the topic, but overall it kind of speaks to everyone depending on the person. Yeah. It seems like the brides that you're working with really want to know kind of how things are going to go. They want to be published. And so if you're educating wedding industry people on that, they're still benefiting because they want those things for their personal wedding. Yeah, I think it, they, yeah, they find that it can help them too. And I do think that overall, I mean, millennials and then the new generation coming up called Gen Z, they use Instagram and social media for so many things. So it is something that being in the wedding world, you have to stay current because our brides, you know, are probably staying in the same target age range. So it is a good way to speak to them um, no matter what, you know, where you are in your business that your brides are going to be and grooms are going to be consuming and using their time on social media. Yeah, we found like a huge percentage of our leads actually come from Instagram. So whether they're finding us on Instagram or not, they're definitely researching on Instagram. So I mean, like, for example, I'm constantly researching restaurants to go out to and I'm not looking on Yelp or online or anything like that. I'm looking at their Instagram and that's how I'm going to pick off the menu too. Um, All of the research is done there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely keep track of how we get our business. And a lot of it comes from referrals through the industry, like planners and past brides. But a large portion has more and more become Instagram. And that's been awesome to like see it grow. And, and the time we put into these stories, that it does have payback for us. Yeah. So you mentioned that you guys uh, kind of at the beginning judged how well certain kind of buckets of content we're doing based on the number of DMs. So how do you get more engagement on stories rather than just posting something and hoping that people see it? How do you really make sure that you're hearing from those people? Yeah. I mean, that's a really great question. So the first thing that you can do is use all those little stickers that Instagram has there for free right for you. So for example, the polls, whether people are DMing or not, they definitely want to vote on if you should be wearing this outfit (laughs) or something silly like that. Um, Something else to keep in mind to like how help your followers keep engaged is to have at least, I would say like three to five slides per topic that you're talking about. Like don't put just one up. How are they, how are they really going to know the whole story from the intro to the conclusion? Or, I mean, it just doesn't give them enough of a chance to interact with you if you only have one up. So if you have a a couple more, it really tells the story um, and they can kind of become a part of it. Also, another thing is to tag your vendors because then you're reaching a larger audience when they're reposting you. And it makes it so easy. If you tag them, all I have to do is repost. Um, And we're always like tagging our brides too. That way they can share on their personal Instagram and all their friends and family can, can click on our little link there and make it easy to find us. All right. So what kind of results have you guys seen from using stories in your business? Well, so I mentioned that we've been getting more leads through Instagram. And for example, there was one um, bride that I had didn't even uh, meet in person. She found, so actually she found her planner through our Instagram and then she hired her planner. And then the planner came to us and was like, Hey, we have this friend's interest in you. She ended up booking. And then we had never talked. And then the first time we talked, she's like, Oh, I can't wait to meet Cooper and Penelope. And she was just already knew who we were. So by doing all of this work, um, we are building a brand that resonates with our ideal client and we're booking people, um, through it. So it's something, I mean, that's what usually what we're doing is right. Try to drum up more business and save time doing it. And so this does reach a lot of people and we're able to book business through it directly. Yeah. Do you feel like it's weird when people know these things about you and you meet them in person or is that something you get used to? Um, so, you know, we talked about the, the themes and so we, we keep that consistent, but we don't really share everything that's going on. We keep it very, uh, categorized and very organized, I guess. So for us, it is something that's personal about us, but it's not like something super personal that's going on in our lives. So for us, it is something that we do feel comfortable with. And I think everyone needs to find what their level is, but even though we're showing a part of our lives, we are not showing a lot of it. And so that's what works for us. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing to, to remember when you're posting on kind of any social media platform is that people are watching it. And so if you don't want them to know about it and come up to you in real life and talk about it, then you probably shouldn't be sharing it. Exactly. (laughs) 
So how have you found that using this has changed over time and have you gotten used to being on stories and does it make you less nervous now that you're doing it? Yeah. So I think like one of the things about using stories and using it effectively to attract business and to build your brand is to put your face on the camera in front of the camera. And we talked about this and how it is important, but I do see people that are just posting like, oh, I went here, 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 and I ate this and I did this wedding, but they're not in front of it. And so there's no personal connection and you're just blending in with so many other people and people are just going to click through. So putting your face on stories does make a difference that we found. And we have heard so many people that have started doing it and said that they literally, it has changed the way that their Instagram stories goes if they put their face on it. And it does get easier. You know, when you start doing it, it's intimidating and you think you look weird and awkward and we're our own worst critic. But just like everything with practice, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And usually in most cases, when people do get on and put their face in front of the camera, they will get DMs back and that's encouraging. So just keep on doing it and it will get easier. We promise. So it's also something where we're not showing our face every single day. We actually have an Instagram story schedule shared between the two of us where we can kind of see, you know, on Monday, we're going to talk about this and we have to talk to the camera. But on Tuesday, I have plans on going out to coffee um, with a friend and, you know, like an engagement session in the evening. So we're going to talk about that. It makes it a lot easier and less intimidating knowing that you don't have to be on every single day. Do you feel like now that you guys are doing this and you've made sure that you're being clear that there are two of you in this business that people have really, you know, gotten to see that, that, you know, they might request one or the other of you? How does that kind of result look? Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is even just recently we've started seeing inquiries come in and address both of us, which has been so exciting to see. Um, but also like DMS and like, because I'm showing my face, like they're directly talking to me and we're having a conversation. Um, so we're seeing it that way as well. And it's been really encouraging to see. Yeah. So I think that people that are looking to expand their business and hire associates, but then maybe they're having trouble booking their associates, putting them on Instagram stories and having a personal connection is the way to go so that they become part of your brand and people can connect with them. Yeah. And how do you tie your Instagram stories in with your regular Instagram feed? So we sometimes, we mostly treat them as separate, honestly, um, because the grid, we usually schedule out a week in advance and post that. If we know that we're going to, say, have a wedding that day, maybe we'd post their engagement session or like a wedding from that venue and then say, follow along, we're going to be here today. But for the most part, we do keep it pretty separate just because Time-wise for us, it's easier to plan out the grid um, in a week, like time frame, and then it doesn't always coincide with our schedule. I also think people are using the grid and stories in a very different way, the way that they're kind of absorbing the information. Like, for example, when you're going on Instagram, you're not kind of correlating the two. Maybe if there was like a grid post and you're like, go look at my stories, then that's when I would do it. But I'm not, we're not like referring back to each of them every day or anything like that. All right. So 
as we're wrapping up talking about this, can you guys give us three action steps that somebody could take if they want to do more with Instagram stories and you know they just need that encouragement of, okay, take these steps to actually move forward in your business instead of letting it sit on the back burner? Yeah. The first thing I would do is go ahead and find those three to five themes that you can talk about consistently and relate back to your brand. And then after you've figured those themes out, which again, they can be fluid and changeable based on your interaction you receive. Um, But after you've established those, then make a plan and hold yourself accountable. So plan it out. So if you want to start doing consistently, maybe for the first week, say Monday, I'm going to talk about this. Tuesday, I have a workshop or a session I'm doing. So I'm going to post about that. So you can really make it easy so it fits into your day. But if you have it planned out, then you are going to be more likely to do it. Just like they say, like, you know, sometimes wear your gym clothes to bed. So you'll go in the morning, like (laughs) take the steps that are needed to make yourself and hold yourself accountable. And the third, I think maybe finding someone to hold you accountable. If you do feel like you are not going to do it or follow through, like I mentioned before, the gym buddy, find a friend or a spouse or someone to say, hey, did you do this today? Make sure that they are looking at your stories and texting you throughout the day if you haven't followed through because it is a little bit intimidating and it's easy to be like, Oh, I'm just going to post it tomorrow. But if you really follow through with it and then start seeing the rewards and the engagement you're getting, then you're going to start doing it more. So it's really about initially starting to then see the benefits. Awesome. And one quick question. Do you guys use any scheduling software? I know some of them can do stories now. So do you guys do that or is it all just scheduled on your calendar and then you're doing it from your phone? Yeah. So we use later to schedule. It's like this app that you can use to schedule out your grid photos and it does have the option to do stories, but what we found works best for us, we actually just have a shared calendar for our Instagram stories planning that that way. And sometimes if it's like a pre-planned stories, then we will, um, we could make those slides and we use another app called over. And that's like a way that you can put video and photo in one slide and just make it look a little prettier. So we will, we can lay those out, but then we don't put the text in until we're posting. Cause that way you can like add uh, the handles of the other people or maybe add hashtags. Um, so we wait to do that, but at least in that part, we've already started doing some of the work. So if we know we're going to be busy or we just have time on Monday, but we want to post on Wednesday, we'll do that ahead of time. Okay. Awesome. And I will link to those in the show notes so people can check them out if they think it would help them to have a little bit of, you know, just things to help them schedule it out or to get started planning ahead of time so that they can make sure they're more consistent. Definitely. I think, like you said, like if you can just kind of come up with this plan and then start seeing the benefits, you'll start doing it more. All right. So we always wrap up with a couple of questions. And my first one is, can you give us an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? So one of the things, and I think that you mentioned it here on one of your episodes about outsourcing. So we have hired a virtual assistant and we love her. And I feel like that has helped us serve our clients 
well and better by just having her do certain things for us, whether that is flagging certain emails to respond to, or even just going in the back end. Like when we have a new client, we, we schedule assistance, we send out a gift. So she does all of that for us. So I think one of the things is having, knowing that you can't do it all and hiring someone to help you. And our virtual assistant is amazing. Okay. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life, or you can each do them however you want to do that. Um, okay. So I guess business wise, I would say the bandolier. So that strap that we use for our phone, if you want to make Instagram stories a part of your day, then, um, it's having your phone easily accessible. That is one thing we're loving the bandolier for as far as, I guess I'd be business and personal, but mostly business. Um, and personal Lisa and I love our Apple watch. (laughs) We, so she got one first and then I like had to have one too. (laughs) It's made us actually compete against each other (laughs) as we work out. So now we're working out way more and it's like changed our whole personal lives. (laughs) (laughs) And I know some people, I was talking to someone on a wedding day and they can put their, like for a wedding day on their, they'll put the whole timeline in their calendar and then it will give them like five minute warnings or whatever you want. And so it will start reminding you like, Hey, speeches are in five minutes or that's, or, um, Cake cutting is in two minutes. So people use it that way. We haven't done that yet, but I think it's something that could be really, you know, good and keeping on track. Which I know is not totally personal, but I have also loved it on wedding days where like my second shooter is texting me and she's like, I've left the room and I'm no longer like, did I feel that vibrate? I don't know. It's like on my wrist and I can see that notification immediately and then get my you know attention right back to the bride really quick. So it's been a game changer for me on a wedding day. That's awesome. And I love that you found a way to kind of make that work in the technology, not just in your personal life, but also for your business. And it sounds like it's really, you're utilizing it really well in both of those things. We try. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? So as far as Abby G Photography growing, and you mentioned education, our mentorships are something that we Uh, are looking forward to doing more of. We've been doing them and they've been going so well. And it's been um, not just photographers, but we've had videographers, wedding planners, podcasters, so many different people and helping them, whether it be Instagram strategy or or growing their business some way. So that's part of the future of Abby G Photography is doing more education. Awesome. So as we wrap up today, I'd love if you can share where people can find you online if they want to connect and learn from you and maybe watch your stories to get some inspiration for their own. Yes, we like to just keep it simple. So it's at Abby Jew for Instagram. And that's where people can find our work. You can get in contact with us through DM. You can watch our stories, learn about Lisa's plants. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the best place to find us. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on today. I really enjoyed this topic. It's something I think a lot of people have maybe experimented with, and this is a lot of good information for really utilizing it to move your business forward. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 